I'm repping Purdue today. Purdue? Yes. Mm. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. We yes. got to fix that. No, <laughs> but you know, I am loyal, though. I am very loyal. So when Purdue and Michigan State play, I am a Spartan. Don't say it. Oh, I'm you're a Spartan. Spartan. Okay. Okay. You know, like I said, I'm loyal. So... Yeah, Michigan State was, I guess, my first. What we're the what conference are we in? Big Ten. Big Ten. <laughs> yeah, I knew that. Big I was ten. like, my SEC. That's what I grew up uh, grew up with. Um, yeah, we're in the Big Ten. I knew that. Uh, but when yeah, Michigan State and Purdue, I gotta go Michigan State. So how that, how have you been? Like, see, I mean, I feel like it's been a long time since we were sharing the stage. It has you know, been a while. So what's been going on with you? Ooh, a bunch. A lot. Uh, right. <laughs> around the world and ah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I have missed playing with y'all. Yeah, um, you know, connectors. I can already tell. Ooh, wait, we have some more people coming in. Before I start introducing everyone, I'm going to go on and admit them. So they okay. are in the building. Hi, y'all. There he is. Yo. Mogul man. <laughs> What's happening, kids? Hello. Hi. Hello. Hello. So, connectors, I am so excited about this episode because you get to connect with, I think, one of my first bands, 496 West. Connectors, you know who I am. I am Alexia Marche Plummer, the host, AKA the plug of Amps Connected Podcast. You know what to do, sit back, relax, do what you do, whatever you do while listening to a podcast and let's get connected. y'all so yes it is so good to see y'all mocha james mocha waller you know what how about this i'll let y'all <laughs> you know and we could definitely use up right now because it's snowing right in indiana i don't know about michigan yeah we got uh, a little bit yeah snowstorm a little bit today so yeah yeah so how about this i'm gonna let y'all introduce yourselves um who do we want to start with? How about the band director? Always go with the leadership. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm Charlie Wilson. I'm probably the oldest member of the band. Oh. The, the longest serving member. <laughs> <laughs> and I live in Lansing, Michigan. <laughs> okay. And you are the guitarist, right? A lead guitar? Yeah, whatever. I just kind of hack. Uh -huh. I just, Stay in the gap and let these talented guys take over. <laughs> oh, speaking of talent, um, I cannot wait to run down 496 West's resume, but let's continue with the geniuses behind the resume. Who's who's up next? Reggie? Oh, I, I'll go next, I guess. Uh, my name is Reggie Page, uh, currently a band director, originally from Southfield, Michigan. Uh, teach currently in Detroit. Uh, middle and high school instrumental music and uh, yeah it's a pleasure to be here um, it's been great performing and playing with the group and uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> you said you're now the band director. Oh, yeah, that's that I teach uh, in Detroit, uh, middle school and high school music students. You know what? My brain was like, wait a minute. Are you now the <laughs> band director of 496 West? Like what? Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, okay. That, that is Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> now he's the horn section leader. He's, he's there we the go. There we go. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean. He what, keeps it uh, all together. I didn't hear you, Mr. Charlie. I said, he keeps it all together. There you go. Yes. If you are the sax player, y'all, y'all, Kirk Whalum, no, Reggie Page. (laughs) Watch out, Kirk. I'm kidding. I love (laughs) Kirk Whalum. So I'm I'm kidding. Um, Let's see. How about Mr. Mocha? Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for having me. I appreciate being on this platform so that I can uh, be my typically comedic self and pretend like I'm uh, some sort of musician, uh, especially when Reggie's working the crowd and I'm in the background trying to move people in chairs and stuff out of the way and women falling out and pat, you know, with the smell and sauce, like, get up, baby, get up. He's, he's almost done. His, his solo is not. <laughs> uh, I am in uh, Mason, Michigan, which is right down the street from Lansing. Um, we had a lot of Trump signs in the neighborhood, so I'm being uh, facetious yeah. to the fact that right down the street from Lansing. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, as an American of African heritage, one must look very carefully while driving through the trumpelated lands mm. it's okay i carry a gun anyway uh to the <laughs> to the to the band well. um 496 west uh approached me some some years and years ago and they're like hey moku uh we got this gig man you want to play horn on it and i was like with these guys of course hello duh yes and i think we came in around the same time ish or maybe really? me about maybe a, maybe me a little ahead of you but it was close it was close so as we as we shift back that time ago um i've had nothing but a joyous experience with the 496 west crew um i got sick with covid um a few months back and they sent me this video touched my heart it was absolutely beautiful everybody just kind of you know how you have a second family Mm-hmm. the musicians just gave you that understanding there there's your second family man so it was awesome so i, I want to say thank you to them um because I, I haven't talked to them all in one format but I, that was just it was awesome oh that's sweet because yeah mocha i am so happy grateful that you are here that you are alive you survived and you are here on my platform so absolutely thank you for coming yeah. my pleasure and thank you for having me thank you absolutely thank you yeah and big things for you girl big things for you <laughs> for you i mean our story was similar how we um both came into 496 west i'll share that a, a, a bit later um <sighs> So we won't uh, forget anybody. Let's keep going because we have so many stories here. I know, I know. Um, who want to go next? Kenny, Dr. Pockets. Yeah, Dr. Pocket. Okay. <laughs> How y'all doing out there? There he is. There you are. Great. We can't see you, man. You can't be here on the screen. I'm not sure what I did. He's he's uh he's podcast challenged at the moment. Yeah, you gotta unmute your video, man. You gotta put unmute your video. Let's see. Oh, 
Have your daughter help you out. Uh-oh. <laughs> Charlie always has jokes. He, he, he does. He has, he has no filter and lots no. of jokes. Yes, he does. You have to love it. I mean, you do. You do. He's like he's like the the senior member of any organization you're at, and then when his his turn to talk, everybody kind of goes, "Oh, Charlie, okay." Because <laughs> you know, man, hit that yet. hit that button, Kenny. Right, I'm working on it. There, there it was set up. I don't know what happened. Andreas put his hand up over there. I think. Yeah, who? So we can either wait for Kenny to come on or we can hear him so it's okay and then Andre has his hand raised so I'm not sure do you have a button to slap his hand down is there a slap your hand down button like no I was trying to how did you even put your oh here it is the reactions how about this I'll put my hand up too so that way there it's a little hand clap so we're clapping hands. Clap your hands, clap your hands. Okay, how about this, Kenny? Just introduce yourself. Um, we can hear you at least. You got this now, though. You are in like Flynn. Welcome, welcome to the conversation. <laughs> Teamwork makes the dream work. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It no, takes I... a village to use the phone. You know? Takes <laughs> <laughs> more than a village for some of them. Hello, world. My name is Kenneth Robertson. I play drums. Uh, I've pretty much been playing all my life. Uh, I've been in this band for about a good five years now, I would say. And I was introduced to 496 by a man named Daryl Hibbert. Hmm. And I guess I got, I got Charlie's eye attention at a function that we had, uh, a music function. So that's how I came into play. Uh, I've been playing in church most of my life. Uh, I've traveled the world. Uh, I've been to Europe, uh, Normandy, France. Oh, I'm just trying to make it out here. Yeah, that's who I am. Music has been a part of my life for all my life so I come from a family that you know that was very musical uh on both sides of my family my mom and my dad's side believe it or not my mom is the one that inspired me to play drums she was the one that wanted to be the drummer huh. and turns out I got that gift that she wanted so you know everything falls into place sometime but it might take a, the next generation to make it come to pass though sometimes but yeah. that's a little bit about me you know okay yeah. we're gonna get back to your story some more kenny a little bit later um continuing to introduce themselves andreas please tell us who Hi. you are okay how you doing i'm andreas de jesus uh uh, I was born in Puerto Rico, left San Juan when I was four years old. Uh, my parents brought us to Michigan. Uh, we ended up uh, moving to a little small town called Albion, Michigan, which is probably west of here, headed west towards Marshall, headed Battle Creek in that direction. Uh, uh, basically, you can say I was musically inclined since I was little. I've been playing percussion since I was 12 years old. 
Um, started the same probably later in my later years, probably like late teens or maybe maybe 18, 19 years old. Uh, decided that was something that I wanted to do, but eventually I changed my mind and, and kind of focused more on doing percussions and uh, the uh, timbales was probably was my main um, instrument that I played when I was young because I used to play that in high school. But I focused more on timbales when I was younger. And then as I got as I got older, I decided I wanted to play the kungas, the kunga drums, and that includes uh, all the percussion instruments, the bongos, or uh, you know, you name all the percussion instruments. There's so many of them. But I focused more on that and decided I wanted to perfect uh, what I was doing. And I continued to work with a lot of different groups. I played with many groups uh, growing up. Uh, Paul Chapman and All Star Band. I uh, used to play with them. Some guys I grew up with in Albion. And then eventually when I got married, I moved to uh, Jackson, Michigan. And uh, there I got with another group called Urban Groove Society. Mm-hmm. And I played with them about five years. And basically uh, music was always something I, I always wanted to get really deeply involved. That's what my passion was. But I started, uh, what really got me focused in music real deeply, uh, I was a DJ in Albion, you know, at the radio station WALM in Albion. And I did that for two years. And uh, I was always uh, uh, around people that was very musical, musical inclined. A lot of guys that went to school for music. I never went to school for music, but I was around people that uh, basically knew a lot about music, you know, the theory of music and the understanding of it and how to apply yourself in the music. And so they taught me a lot. They took me under, the, under their belt and kind of schooled me and guide me. And from there, I took on and a lot was, you know, like you say, some of it was a gift I had too as well, but I applied the, the knowledge that was uh, given to me uh, and corp that with the gift that I had. And from there, I, I manifest to be who I am today. And that's uh, percussionist Andreas de Jesus. Yeah. And uh, I was uh, really into, uh, as far as meeting Charlie Wilson, the founder of 496 West, I was uh, invited by a friend uh, named Michael Jennings Good friend of ours. He introduced me to Charlie Wilson. I think we met at Gregory's Lounge one night. I was doing karaoke, singing karaoke, and Charlie said, oh, that guy's he all right. Maybe he can do something. And then he said, what else can you do? I said, well, I play percussion. Oh, yeah, we, we can use a percussion player. And from that day, me and Charlie connected, and I became part of the group. And like I said, I've been with them probably, I'm not sure if it's been 15 years, Charlie. You probably can give me more insight on that. Probably it's been close to 15 years with the group. But uh like I said, I've been playing for over 30 years now. Wow. So, wow. So I have a lot of musical background. And but thanks to, uh, to Charlie Wilson, Laverne, for introducing me to 496 West. And I'm really thankful for him because uh, he really guided me and mm-hmm. and gave me the, the invitation to become the person I am today as far as a uh, musician, a professional musician. And I really appreciate him for that. And I appreciate all the, the members of the group because they made it possible because I love them. They they like brothers to me. Mm-hmm. We have a close bond, uh, bond, bond, excuse me. Uh, but uh, we are very close. And I, I love them because they're real, genuine friends as well as musicians as well. And I've learned a lot from all of them. And I thank them for being uh, the individuals they are as musicians as well. Mm-hmm. I thank you and I appreciate them very much. So I'll give you some insight about who I am. So. You can take it from there. <laughs> you know, like I'm just listening. One thing I know about a good band is when there's genuine love for each other, 
Like yeah. you can you can tell when a band just the 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 chemistry is just on point. Like one musician in the front will know exactly what, and of course it has a lot to do with just practicing and knowing each other, but just, I guess that's what right. it is. Like just being, a, you said that you were in 496 West for 15 years. Like that's right. a long time to be in one yeah. band. So, you know, now- Long time. You know, you can be in the front on your percussions, Mr. Charlie's in the back on his guitar and y'all can just like flow with each other without you even needing to look behind you, you know? That's true, that's very true. Let me let me inter uh, inter inter just interrupt just a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, you're right, it takes a chemistry and, and, and all of us, we're so talented and they're all talented and so many get the way, mm -hmm. but you know what makes it, make this band so unique is because we all respect and appreciate one another. And I, and I think that's that genuine love and respect we have for one another. Mm -hmm. And like you said, there's a lot in music is timing. And I think that's what we have perfected as far as the 496 West Band. We sit down when we practice, our timing has got to be on point, you know? And like Charlie said, don't come uh, prepare. I mean, don't come to practice, not prepare. So he always saying, you make sure you know your part. So when you come to rehearsal, you should know your part and no excuse yeah. saying, oh man, uh, uh, well, uh, what key is this in? No, there ain't no such thing as that because we are professional musicians. So we got to be on point when we come. So the way we come to rehearsal is the way we're going to perform on stage. Mm -hmm. And that's how all our all our, our rehearsals are. It's set up that way. So when we get, get ready to perform, we know what we're going to do. Yeah. We know what each other can do. We, we have a great chemistry with one another. So I know what Reggie's going to do. I know what Charlie's going to do. I know what every member is going to do. Yes. So that's our chemistry. And you know what? I'm I can't forget about the other members who are not on right now. I'll just shout them out. We have Jeff Gregory, who's on trumpet, Sebastian Wood on keys. We have AP Arnold Pullum on bass, Zakia Williams vocals, and Raphael Staten on sax. So shout out to them. I mean, Already, I, I mean, that was two, four, six. We have six right. there. We have five here. That's 11 bandmates. 11 bandmates. Mr. Charlie, how? How did you put this 11? Because that's almost unheard of. 11 right. member band together. Starving musicians. You know, um, when you get out there and start doing gigs, you know, you, you start meeting people, you know, and people always want the opportunity to play. And given the status of live music now, is, you know, there's not a whole lot of venues and opportunities to play places. So people looking for places to play and mm. there's a lot of talent out there, you know, it's a whole lot of talent that's not getting exposed. Mm -hmm. For example, with how, how I found Reggie or Reggie found us uh, we were doing a gig in uh, Lansing at the Lansing Center. And his brother was DJ. His brother said, oh, I got a brother that plays sax. He's pretty good, you know? I start rolling my eyes because I hear that all the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, he came in and brought him in. He was, he was killing. I was amazed how good he was. So we kind of acquired him, him and the band, you know, because of, you know, our connections with his brother and us doing the gig. And his brother was DJ. And so that's how we came about. You know, I just kind of bumped into Daryl Beebe playing somewhere in, in Detroit. I was like, man, who, who is this guy? Hmm. And uh, found Mocha in the gutter somewhere down in Mason. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I had the sign that said, 
I had the sign that said, we'll play for food. I think that was, that was the sign I had that we'll play for food. It was a digital sign. I just want you to know, but it did say we'll play for food. Oh, so you just kind of kind of bumping the people along the way, mm-hmm. you know, and then it's a funny thing, you know, after you kind of get established, then everybody wants to call you to play in the band. Please. You know, we're not really accepting any more new members, but, you know, when somebody can't make it, you know, I got a list of musicians who can fill in when the regular cats can't make something. So mm-hmm. that's just the way it works. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll say to that, just as Andres was saying, I really appreciate 496 West. I love 496 West. Mr. Charlie, you taught me so much. My musicianship, I would say, even grew from being in 496 West. And how I became, I lived above Lansing Brewing Company. Um, I think that's the name of it. I lived right above Lansing Brewing Company and they had karaoke night or um, open mic night. And I was like, I really miss singing. I'm determined. So I would go down and like listen to different people sing or perform or whatever. And this one particular night, Mocha was there. And I was like, I think he plays with 496 West. I wonder if I sing, would he and I make some type of connection and then all of a sudden, and then I manifested that because that's exactly what happened. And I am just so appreciative of the opportunity of Mocha. I don't even know if I ever told you that Mocha, like it was real. Like I wanted to be in a band. And actually before that night, somebody told me about 496 West and that's how I knew the different band members. And I recognized your face. So when I saw you in LBC, it was, I knew it was fate, you know? And I I can say that your, your talent alone was the recognizable because had, Charlie had mentioned uh, looking for more singers because, you know, mm-hmm. singers are, they're a dime a dozen, if you will, but good singers aren't. Charlie will agree to that right away because I'm sure he hears all the time. Well, my cousin so-and-so can sing. And then you hear him sing. You're like, mm, girl, okay, thank you. That hurt. Um, and I'm now going to stop ever listening to anything. I think I can stab my ear more with you. Anyway, you sang and you, you were able to, to do exactly what Charlie needed. So I think the, the plug-in was that. I think I, I had mentioned you to Charlie and he said, oh, I'll come check you out. And he, you know, Charlie is, is a man about town. Mm-hmm. You know, Charlie knows a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And when I say a lot of people, that's an understatement. Mm-hmm. And so if the, if the vibe goes correctly and, you know, I'm not the greatest saxophone player on the planet, but I got chopped. I'm okay. Um, but the idea is how you jive with the band. Yes. And all those things that fall into place make it so that you can actually go out and make music with everybody else. That synergy that you have on stage, like Andreas was saying, the same idea that Charlie was saying, you have to be professional about it all. All those things fall into place. I, I think at the time you were you were you were still a law student, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. See, all that all that came in. And I'm sure with study and music, <laughs> it made for very little sleep. But the idea was you got out there, man. That's that's the best thing. It was funny because um, before law school, I took a year off. I was in South Korea, but before South Korea, I went to school for music. And so when I got to law school, but I guess that was my third year of law school, I missed 
singing so much and it just you know came and I was just again I was so 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 appreciative because like you said like you know I know a lot of people who will say oh yeah I play I'm in a band and it's like oh yeah there are a lot of bands out there but i appreciate just the musicianship being on time being able to just flow through you know your songs because like i mean there's always some banter right we have mocha with some some jokes here and there we have mr charlie doing what he does we have miss laverne shout out to her who's i guess she's you say the band manager right Sir. Yes. So yeah, I, I really I had to tell y'all that. Um, Kenny, I've never got got to play with you yet, but as soon as COVID gone set down somewhere, hopefully I can make my way to Lansing and we'll be able to have a, a show or something. It'd be great. Uh, yeah. I'm always happy to meet fellow musicians and friends and everything. Uh, I'll tell you, uh, I, I couldn't agree more with Andreas uh, as far as this band being such a tight knit family. A big shout out to my brother, Mocha. We, I was worried. I was so worried about my, my, my friend. And uh, I'm, I'm so glad that you back and doing it, you know. I mean, just to hear that richness in your voice and and uh, <laughs> full of life and full of laughter and everything. But yeah, I, I definitely love this man. Mm -hmm. yep. yep, from start to finish. Yep. I will have to say too, we are giving everyone accolades for the friendship, for the love that we share. But I will be remiss if I don't talk about y'all's chops, as Mocha just said. Y'all are some bad musicians. I, and y'all know what I mean when I say y'all bad. Y'all some bad musicians. So I, I have to say too, shout out. Oh, I miss him just being on this earth. Mr. Al McKenzie, he was yeah, one of the, yeah. the baddest pianists Absolutely. I have ever gotten to play with. Shout out to him. Um, I feel so blessed to have been on stage with him. If you do not know Mr. Al McKenzie, go Google him. He has worked with likes of Anita Baker, The, the Temptations. Yeah, he was a music director for The Temptations for a while. Come on, come on. These are classics, you know? So I'll just say, y'all, I'm blessed. I'm yeah. blessed. Yeah, he kind of he kind of took the band to a, to another level, mm -hmm. you know? You know, because he was an unbelievable pianist, keyboard player, mm -hmm. and uh, amazing arranger. You know, I bring a song as I want to play a cover song. We play just like that. And he say in practice, he say, listen, that's boring. Let's do it this way. Let's rearrange it. So he, you know, he had that, he had that gift, you know, that ear, you know, amazing musicians. As a matter of fact, I even took some uh, music theory classes from him mm -hmm. because I wanted to learn how to read music a little bit better, you know, in case I had to do that. So, you know, he's an amazing teacher too, because he, you know, he had his own music school down in the Southfield area also. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So between him and Reggie with that education, music educational piece, you know, we're on point, you know. Mm -hmm. Probably out of the band, probably the weakest musician probably is me. Aww. You know, but 
with the rest of the group, and, you know, we could overcome my deficiencies, you know, mm-hmm. on the guitar. So, you know, I didn't have to be out front like Norman Brown. We got plenty Don't of Don't let Charlie fool you. That's not true. Right. <laughs> you know, I let me tell you what my mama said. Um, one day I was... I think I was getting prepared. We had a show or something and I was nervous about something. And my mama was like, Lex, you're good. Well, and I was like, what do you mean? You don't know, cause I have to know this song. She's like, well, when you have a good band behind you, you're fine. And that's what you have behind you. So you're okay. And I was like, you know what? That's so true because there are plenty of times that I skipped a whole measure, jumped down (laughs) to the bridge and I'm like, oh, and sure enough, y'all are right there, right there behind. So, you know, again, I appreciate a good band. Thank (laughs) y'all. Look, okay. I... I am a foodie. I don't know about Lansing, but I can always go anywhere just to eat. That's the truth. I've traveled from Lansing to Chicago three hours just to eat. So (laughs) don't laugh, Mr. Charlie. Since you are the wisest of us all, if someone wanted to visit, let's say Lansing, Michigan, where would you recommend people should eat? That's interesting because I'm it just is. a basic, I'm just a basic meat and potatoes guy. You know, I'm not a fancy guy, so I'd send them to uh, Smoky Bones and PF Chang's. Hey, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know some other fancy Nancy restaurants out there. You know, I wouldn't send them to Mason, that's for sure. But, you know. <laughs> you know, that's what I, was I have to I have for- to defend Mason for a moment, Charlie. <laughs> and I will tell you that there's a barbecue place on Cedar. I sound like a commercial. I can't help it. It's the voice. But mm-hmm. there's a barbecue place on Cedar that's uh, got some pretty good competition. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, Lexi, if I had to recommend a, La- a Lansing staple, it would be Saddleback on Washington. Uh, Saddleback is a barbecue place. Um, Their barbecue has been compared. They've won awards, blah, blah, blah. There's also a place um, in Old Town called Meat, M-E-A-T. It's a restaurant that specializes in different meats. They're really good. You don't say, not meats. Meats. Meats is good at meats, right? (laughs) Um, And then if, if you had to do mom and pops places or bar food, Lansing has so many, it's kind of hard to pinpoint one. Um, but my personal favorite would be uh, not the green door. I apologize. Uh, no, not oh, the green door. No, not, not the green door. door. <laughs> yeah, if, if, if you would like to see the opposite of delicious food, stop at the green door and, and get something dry and bland. Mm, just like mom used to make when she was in prison. Uh-uh. Um, but you have to, you have to say... Uh, it's right next to uh it's it's a truck uh oh my god i just bongos bongos it's a it's a food truck Mm -hmm. and so far and i've traveled greatly when i when i say travel greatly i've been physically around the planet five different times so like you if you go outside the country you're kind of like oh where do we get the good food you don't want to have any kegogi or any pegogi from the street food in in korea Uh trust me i know Uh, (laughs) although from from there, Bongos has had, in my humble opinion, the best chicken sandwich that I've put in my face in in quite some time. 
Now, I look, I know a good chicken sandwich. Okay. I know two things, a good chicken sandwich and some good grits. Okay. Okay. So New Orleans. chicken sandwich, what would you compare it to? Uh, so some time ago, there were people getting murdered Uh-oh. over the, uh, the ch- uh, church, Don't not churches. Uh, was it church? Popeye, that's it. Popeye's. <laughs> and uh, they were comparing that to the Chick-fil-A sandwich. Okay. 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 This bongos chicken sandwich puts both of those to bed into shame. Oh, wow. It's that good. And it's a certain sauce that they use called, they call it boom, boom sauce. That's their, <laughs> their title for it. Um, I've hired them to cater my daughter's graduation party. That's how good they are. Okay. Popeye's, they coming for you. Popeye's, oh. it's, it's a ride. It's a ride in the passenger seat for, in the, in the passenger seat for Popeye's, man. Okay. Bongos, bongos will eat their lunch technically. Uh-huh. Okay, but look, um, I'm going to have to circle back to what Mr. Charlie said. I love P.F. Chang's. That's one of my favorite restaurants. So although I don't think it's like a, an not Indiana, a Lansing, Michigan restaurant per se, um, I'm always down to go to P.F. Chang's and Smoky Bones. I think it was in Lansing was the first time I had Smoky Bones. So they're all right with the barbecue. I can't complain. I won't. So just a couple questions. This is, I, ha- I have a passion for the arts. And Reggie, this one is going to be directed to you because you are a school teacher. So how do you feel, how has your experience been since COVID? Well, I guess in my school uh, in Detroit, it's been very challenging. I mean, it's been challenging for all teachers, but I think mainly for the arts, uh, especially when you have so many students that are in cooperative, you know, units, uh, when you're talking about sports, when you're talking about marching band, concert band, you're talking about students that are playing together, working together towards a common goal that have to rely on each other. Mm-hmm. And so when your your only platforms are Zoom or Google Meet or any other type of platform, you kind of have to isolate the students down to, you know, working one-on-one with them almost. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's definitely presented big, big changes, um, even just keeping, especially at the younger age, keeping students motivated because the best thing you can do, especially with a younger kid, is put a clarinet, put a flute, put a saxophone in their hand and let them play with their friends. Because the first time that they pick up those horns, a lot of them are, are inspired to continue just because I want to be here with my friend, my mm-hmm. buddy. They play clarinet with me. So when you have kind of that detachment a little bit, and you're solely based on, you know, the student not being with the teacher. It's hard to, you know, discuss intricacies like the mouth placement mm-hmm. and, and beginner students or even, even advanced students. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that really, really causes some challenge points. But I think that um, our best bet, you know, is to stay safe, of course. Um, but as far as music is concerned and keeping a lot of that passion you know, the students need to be together playing Mm -hmm. as much as possible. And so, um, you know, with my current situation, I teach high school. And so a lot of the high schoolers are very much wanting to get back to playing, especially because, you know, when you're in high school, you're talking about marching band, you're talking about jazz band, you're talking about all these intricacies in music that they feel like, you know, they're missing, Mm -hmm. you know, when they're not able to, you know, perform and make those memories with their friends. So, it's absolutely a challenge. Um, 
And I, I really can't wait to see the day that they're able to get back and be able to play with each other and, and enjoy that experience, especially those seniors. So. You are in Detroit and that just, that helps me even more to want to know your answer. Um, poor, I don't want to say poor Detroit. That's not the right phrasing, but I, I empathize for Detroit. There's such great history. Um, I was sad and I remember like some years ago, I read an article that said that the city wanted to auction off like the museums and all the artwork and the beautiful churches, you know, because the city was bankrupt or going bankrupt. And I was like, that is, I, if anything, I hope someone who would buy it would keep it the same and not, you know, make it into something else. And then all of a sudden the, the history is gentrified, if you will. Well, I, I like, I just want to add, I think a lot of times, and this is not just specifically or even uh, pointed towards Detroit, but just a lot of times people underestimate the value of music in mm -hmm. schools, the value of music, period. Mm -hmm. Until it's later on down the line. And then mm -hmm. they realize it later. I, I can't tell you how many of my peers in high school that I used to carry my saxophone with to and from middle and high school. Oh man, how, why are you playing that saxophone? You know, we could be doing this, we could be doing that. And, and they don't they don't see it until they see a finalized or more finalized product. Yes. So they see me now and they see me gigging or they see my YouTube channel, or they see my personal accomplishments mm -hmm. along with the 496 and any other, any other things I might play. Mm -hmm. And they're like, man, I wish I would have stayed in music. You just, man, the music is just so comforting. It's so, you know, satisfying. It's relieving, it's music therapy. It's just, man, I wish, I wish, I wish is what you hear all the time. Yeah. But you don't always hear that, you know, in the point where the student is just like, man, look at this clarinet, I think I want to play it. And so a lot of times you miss that. And that's from the, you know, younger level to the higher level, you know, to the, to the adult level where people just a lot of times miss that. And, you know, me as a person, I'm so thankful to 496. I didn't get to say this, but I'm so thankful to 496 because at the time that my brother spoke to Charlie, I was looking so much for a band to play with. I really was, it just happened perfectly. And he told me, saying, hey, man, I know this guy, Charlie Wilson, and he's looking potentially for a saxophone player. And I'm like, well, let, well, let me know. Give me the, let me get the information. And Charlie and Laverne and 496 have been so great because I'm a, I'm, I, I don't want to say I'm a different type of horn player, but a lot of people don't understand I started off singing. And really? I started singing, singing, singing through all through high school, even in college, I sang. So a lot of my focus on my horn is through my tone. Tone is my number mm -hmm. one focus on my horn a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And I just, I'm thankful to them for allowing me to be me, mm -hmm. you know, because the, the type of musician I am, I, I'm 190, 200% in or it's never good enough, mm -hmm. you know, for me. So I'm always, a, I'm always trying to move around. Like I think Mocha made a joke about, I'm always in, in people's face because music is an expressive language. And we, we got, if we can't communicate to the audience, then we're missing an important element of why we're really up there in the first place. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate Charlie, Laverne, and uh, 496 for just allowing me to be able to do that. So, for sure. Cool. And um, before we move on to someone else, Reggie, I, I still have um, just 
if you were to be in front of Congress, you know, they had, it was under George Bush, there was a No Child Left Behind Act that essentially wiped out all the arts and it left so, I mean, fortunately, I grew up I mean, literally since a kid playing the piano, then all the way through high school, through mm -hmm. college, I was a singer, you know, I was in, I was a music major. And it saddens me that so many kids, you know, miss out on being able to play because their school didn't have enough funding for a music class. So if you are in front of Congress, Reggie, you being a school teacher, oh no, I'm sorry, a, mus uh, a school, what, why can't I even talk <laughs> A band director, uh, whatever you do at the school, I'm kidding. Uh, being a band director at a high school, what would you tell Congress? Well, music saves a lot of students' lives, just point blank. I mean, there's, I, I've seen so many stories, so many stories from my personal students and uh, you know, my friends uh, that came up through the music uh, department where music was the sole motivating force to go to school and get good grades. I wanted to get good grades because I wanted to stay in band. I wanted to get good grades because this is my outlet when I don't have the greatest home life or when I don't enjoy or I'm not motivated to do anything um, exceptional per se with some of the other core classes. Music can be that missing link. And a lot of times when you take that, you take that creative side away from the student, then a lot of times motivation goes. I can tell you from personal experience, my last seniors that I had, I had a few seniors that just absolutely were defiant. Mm -hmm. uh, even some juniors did not want to go to class, wanted to skip class, many of their core subjects, well, did not want to be in school, didn't want to do. However, it was that music teacher, it was that arts teacher that has that close bond with their students to say, hey, in order for you to participate in the things that you may love, there's things that you must do. Mm -hmm. And so we love music and we love these things, but you you have to make sure your grades are up mm -hmm. and you have to stick by that. You can't just say, oh, your grades gotta be up and they're, you know, they're failing everything. And you're like, well, just stay around because I need a French horn player to still play. or I need a, a tuba player to still play. Right. And a lot of that, because of our close relationship with our students, and I believe personally, that music teachers and arts teachers have a closer relationship than just your ninth grade math teacher that might see them one year and they're on to the next teacher. We see them for years. In my particular case, I see kids from sixth grade to 12th grade. So I literally see them grow up. And so they trust us and um, you know, we could be absolutely the difference maker in how well they perform. It's studies shown that music makes you smarter period, in other core subjects. Um, and so, you know, a lot of people miss that because they're like, oh, they're playing a little clarinet, little flute, that, isn't that cute, you know? But right. when you look at the stats and when you look at the amount of importance and relevance that music brings to students' lives, mm -hmm. it is unfathomable. I mean, it's just amazing. And so I think we miss that a lot of times when we look at music, it's just, oh, that's just that other art class that they can take, just throw these kids in it or music can be the foundation to push for student success. And so I think that's what a lot of times people miss. Yes. And that's why I appreciate too, like Kenny's mom who encouraged you to play the drums. 
So yeah. like, is is she a musician or was she just interested in playing and then she didn't play and pushed it off to you? Or do you have other musicians in the family? I have several uh, musician cousins and uh, all, my mom was a musician. Yeah, she still is a musician um, in the church. Um, my mom, she she wanted to play drums, but you know it just wasn't in her. And uh, it's so funny that I was the one that was gonna take over that gift and playing drums. But my mom's director of choir. Okay. It's the funniest thing when I think about it because my mom was such an inspiration, but she'll put the fear in you if you ain't doing something right, you know? Mm-hmm. She'll give me these big, witty eyes and you, you, better, you better get <laughs> together, you know? <laughs> and we at church, we, we we out there doing it, you know? But it was, it was like home training for me uh, as well as becoming a, a new musician. It took me forever to like branch off and uh, kind of do uh, set the church not aside, but you know, you know, venture off into something different. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm so thankful for that experience. Whether it was through 496 West, whether it was the church, I, I, I just thank God that I was able to learn so much through my peers. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, is something, you know, about what Reggie just said about uh, music for us. Can you imagine trying to <laughs> trying to watch your favorite horror movie or something like that without music mm-hmm. or something? That's how important yes. music is commercial. I mean, everything that you've ever watched, it had to have some type of music to go with it. Mm-hmm. We have music scores all over the world that has fulfilled something for a great movie or a great commercial. And I'm, I mean, you can pretty much call superheroes. <laughs> in, in a sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. I, and I agree 1 million percent. One, because music is truly a universal language. Like no matter where you are, that's why I don't understand Bukha Ram, who says that music is basically bad, that it's haram, evil. And I'm like, how is music? Music is comforting music. And even like uh, augmented chords can make you feel a type of way, you know? And even I wanted to just add this. I, I was thinking about it while Kenny was was, was speaking. Mm-hmm. The you know music adds the intangibles to the things that students need to become better people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Responsibility, the organization, the yeah. determination, the dedication to something, which a lot of students unfortunately you know are somewhat missing now is being dedicated to a craft and trying to perfect that craft. But it teaches you so many different things that you can use in your math class, use in your science class. Mm-hmm. And, and so, like, for example, really quickly, I might say, OK, your passage tonight is going to be to work on measure eight through 34. And tomorrow I need to hear that passage. And as a musician of almost 30 years, I know when you practice 
and when you didn't practice, you know? Mm-hmm. So when they'll come back and, and you know, they, they try to play something and it's like, okay, let's be honest. Let's just be, let's, let's be real. You haven't played, you didn't play yesterday, did you? And well, there's a How'd you get me already? How'd you get me? You know, <laughs> I, fe- I felt that because you're right. Because we know having a music teacher, you oh. know, when you when you have a practice and your teacher mm-hmm. just asks you that question, and yeah. it's like, golly, they already know. Yeah, like, you, you can't you can't fake the funk with me, mm-hmm. and you know, and it's slightly disrespectful. You know, I have my kids; they just laughing, but I'm like, you know, it's slightly because you think that you can just kind of you know play anything right on through when I know where you were at. So if, you know, even it doesn't have to be perfection per se at that moment, but I need to see progression, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And so those type of things, the hard work, the dedication and the practice effort, they go hand in hand with sports. They go, you know, they go hand in hand with, you got math homework, you got to do problems one through 10 and have it done responsibility. So music is just such a great thing. And that's why Congress should not not spend on the arts because it helps us all the way around. And if I had children, I would definitely put them in the arts or make them really learn some type of instrument. Um, So Kenny, you were just talking about your mom. Somebody told me that you have a rising musician. Yes, I was getting ready to bring her up. Uh Lovely daughter. Kennedy. Um, she has gotten to perform with uh, 496. Aww. <laughs> she did a King uh, That was when we opened up for Norman Brown. Okay. And to share that with my daughter, same passion as much as I do for music. And uh, that was just a great experience, you know, just to be with her and to perform now i believe i'm the shy one i grew up being the shy one mm-hmm. uh, like i told you I, i'm a late bloomer when it comes down to really branching off and for her getting her experience and she's so bold How you know she? she's she's 13 now oh and uh yeah she's growing up on me i wish i wish i you could have seen her or whatever and we could have set something up but um i'm very proud of her she's going on and uh um perfecting her her craft as a singer Mm -hmm. but uh yeah like i was telling you um i come from a background where there was music of all kinds coming uh out of my family whether it was my mom singing uh whether it was, uh, I, I also come from a family um, that grew up in a church and there was a band formed called the Singletons. And uh, it's a music, gospel music group and they're world renowned. Mm-hmm. Um, they put out at least two albums and uh, it took me a while, but I had to really, really refine my craft in in order to move up with them. Mm -hmm. And finally, that's when they asked me to move on to Europe with them. And uh, it was only one week tour, but that was the thing that just changed my life. You know, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for each and every opportunity. I was 
so upset that we weren't able to uh, open up for Kirk Whalum uh, this past summer. But, I know. I, I mean, know. I was so heartbroken about that. But mm. but you know what? You know, I, I'm pretty sure God has a plan for, for all, sure. each one of us. Every experience that we do, whether it's a festival or whether it's a uh, 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 a function dealing with a, a governmental uh, functioning. Uh, I'm I'm happy for every opportunity. For sure. I, and I couldn't pick a better group to play for. For sure. Being at the bottom of my heart, I love all of you. I really uh, we yeah. keep loving on each other while, I mean, we're not finished here yet, y'all, but since we are talking about it, if you want to hear more of 496 West, they just released a single called Rules of Engagement. Y'all should go get that. I'm told that you can listen to it, buy it on Amazon, Spotify, CD Baby, and Pandora. You can also check out the self-entitled CD, 496 West, auxiliary lane or key change so go get it go listen <laughs> y'all have been talking about you just said it kirk whalem who's one of my favorite musicians because uh whitney houston duh um <laughs> looking at y'all's resume i was i was still blown away because we have um gerald albright we have, I can't pronounce his last name, but I've seen him play Alexander Zonik. Is that how you say it? Donchek. 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 Alexander okay. Zonchek. Donchek. Okay, my bad. And Larry Braggs, that was probably one of the, the last, I think, yeah. I think that's probably one of the last concerts I sang with um, 496 West. And you have so Eric Darius and Jackham Joyner, like, come on, y'all. The legendary vocalist, Phil Perry. Now, when I heard that man whistle, like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> so I will ask, oh, and we have another one of 496 West members. I said that he wasn't on today, but we have... Hey. He must have got my phone call. He must have been out skiing, you know. Oh, you got it. I said, get his butt back in the house. <laughs> we have skiing Mr. weather. Yes. Jeff my next Gregory. call was to Rick Braun, you know. Since I couldn't, where is he? I guess I'll call Rick Braun, man. Call him up. Call him up. Uh, so before I ask my next question for the entire band, I'm going to let him introduce himself. Mr. Jeff, let the people know who you are and the instrument that you play. Um, hi there, I'm Jeff Gregory. Um, I don't even know how long I've been with the band. It's been, um, I'll say several years when, when Charlie finally let me in and uh, I play trumpet and flugelhorn. Um, yeah, and I love it. I love it. I can't wait uh, for us to get back together and make some music. Mm -hmm. uh, you missed my question. Where will, are you from Lansing? Are you in Lansing? No, I'm in Plainwell, um, which is kind of uh, right between, about halfway between Kalamazoo and Grand Rapids. Okay. Hmm. Because this was a question for pretty um, the whole band earlier, I am a foodie. 
And if someone, since we were talking about Lansing, if someone were to go to Michigan, where would you suggest they visit for a good dinner? So that's all of Michigan, including Detroit, all of Grand Rapids. Ooh. Um, you know what? There is a, a tiny little store. It's a country store in the outskirts of Plainwell. And um, they have to bring a gun, bring a gun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's called Duster Store. And they have pizza. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny because uh, we people really don't get to go to restaurants so much anymore. Mm-hmm. We don't really think about going out to eat like we, you know, so when I think about getting a good meal, it's like, you know, pick up some, some good delivery food. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so we were, when you came in, Jeff, we were just talking about the people y'all have played with. Let's see, Andrea, since we haven't heard from you in a while, if you could choose any musician in the whole wide world, including Puerto Rico, who would you want 496 West to either share the stage with, open for, or I guess be a headliner for? How about that? Ooh, that's a great one. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. A lot, of the, a lot of the main artists that I really, you know, really cared about at the time, uh, it was one of my favorites, uh, uh, was Tito Puente out of Puerto Rico, but he's dead now. So I would I would like to say the uh, the what's the the Fina All Stars out of Puerto Rico. Okay, They're, they still a lot of the guys are still living, but they was a phenomenal uh, salsa merengue band, mm-hmm. and man, they they're awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would I would look like look to them to to open up for them. Uh, Four ninety six we. That would be a good connection with them. You know, they were still in the presence and, and and they still was playing. I don't know if they still playing or not, but I know the Fina All-Stars was one of my favorite Latin bands out of Puerto Rico. And they would have been one of the powerful uh, bands to, uh, to open up for because, I mean, the the rhythm section is awesome. They got, you know, they had like a four-piece horn section. They had like four Cuban uh, conga players. Uh, they had... Two timbali players, uh, two keyboard players. I mean, a lot of percussion. It was, I mean, it's like an orchestra. They was just awesome, and was, that would have been somebody I would love to open up for. And, and four ninety six would have been that have been something like an ultimate high for me to open mm. up for a group like that. That's probably one of my favorites. I would I would suggest. Okay, I think that would be dope. Um, it made me wonder too, Andreas, because earlier you said you play the bongos. If... Yeah, I play the bongos and congos and timbales. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting that you said that you would want 496 West to open for a salsa band, because I was wondering if you had any influence um, like in salsa playing or like, of course, from Puerto Rico. If that's why yeah, I had a lot of influence growing up. I mean, I, although I left the island when I was very young at four, but I always, you know, you know, always went back and forth, back and forth many years. Uh, and I was always encouraged by many, many uh, artists there. I mean, that especially when they had the, uh, the Latin jazz festival. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a lot of great players. I got a chance to see Tito Puente, uh, Pancho Sanchez, uh, uh, let me see, um, 
Giovanni Hadango. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the best best percussionists in the world was out of that area. And just to be able to be encouraging uh, and to learn the things about, about rhythm. And, and that's what's so important in playing percussion because a percussionist fills a lot of gaps in when it, when it comes to playing, you know, with a group. Mm-hmm. I mean, because, you know, all the little gaps that those space that you don't hear nothing, that's where a percussion fills in and fills them gaps. And, and to be able to learn from a lot of salsa and merengue players out of the island and different places like Miami, it don't have to be just Puerto Rico, but it can be in Miami, any any uh, Colombia, Brazil, some of the areas like that, you 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 uh, pick up so many different things and different styles and different uh, unique ways of playing percussion from different artists. So to learn the salsa and merengue is uh, very upbuilding and encouraging. And I think that's been a big plus in my life to, to learn from a lot of different artists as well. For sure. And thank you for distinguishing per- per- uh percussions and the drums because I was right. wondering well why would a band have both I guess bongos and a drum set but that makes right. sense because y'all can still you can still fill in where the drums aren't that makes a lot right. of sense yeah um but Andreas thank you because you helped us segue into one of my favorite segments and that's where I give you everyone you will have your own individual ticket you can go anywhere in the whole wide world and you can bring somebody with you or you can visit someone so you also have to tell me why you would visit that place now I know that's that's like a loaded question so I will go first and let y'all think about where you would go and why okay so i've been i have been i don't know why but i have had museums on my brain for the past couple days so if i could go anywhere just because i have never been i would go to the louvre museum in paris france I, I think it would be beautiful to see the Mona Lisa. Um, I've never been to France anyway. Um, and I just saw something that was quite interesting that this, this clothing company is um, collaborating with the Louvre to create t-shirts with the Mona Lisa print on it. And I thought that was kind of interesting because it's a <coughs> Japanese company with a French company. And I'm all about connections all over the world. So when a Japanese company meets a French company, that's right up my alley. So if I could, I would go to Paris, France. So um, I don't know if I gave you enough time yet, but- enough time, I can go next. Okay, Mr. Charlie, where would you go if I gave you a magical ticket? I would go to South Africa. Okay. Because that's the motherland. Yes. That's where my peoples are from, and I've never been there before. And I also would like to take the band there to do a, mm-hmm. one of their big festivals. I've contacted a number of people about doing that, but that's where I would like to go. Mr. Charlie, I'm coming. If 496 West goes to South Africa, put me on a plane with y'all, because... <laughs> I would love, I, a couple episodes ago, I interviewed, she's a singer, Lungi Motong, and she's a singer in South Africa. And I cannot wait to visit her one day. And like you said, 
Johannesburg is the cradle of humanity. They right. found the oldest, that, that still blows my mind, the oldest human bone in Johannesburg. So now let y'all know, Black people, we started this. So <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I will be going to South Africa with y'all, please. <laughs> um, all right. What? Um, how about, oh wait, who would you bring with you, Mr. Charlie? I bring the whole band. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> of course, of course, of course, of course. Um, I might have to leave Andreas home because <laughs> no, no, no. He hey. might have some warrants. He might be on the no-fly list. Hey, 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 Lexi, Lexi, the, uh, the natives would hate him because of that. Because you know, you got to remember, all the original of uh, percussion playing came from Africa. Yes. So they would, be, they would, they would be hating on Charlie if he ever did that. <laughs> but tell Mr. Charlie, you know, uh, Puerto Rico, they are a territory of the U.S. So if they won't take the Puerto Ricans, maybe they won't take us either. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, let's see. Who? How about you, Andreas? Do you know where you would like to go? I think that was one of my favorite spots, too. I had two spots. You named one of them was Paris. And uh, uh, the first one would, would have been in Johannesburg. Okay. Because uh, I had a lot of friends visit there and they loved it. They said that would be the ideal place for any musicians to play <laughs> because it's so much... Uh, Versity, adversity, I mean, versity, I mean, far as, you know, the uniqueness there to to play among so many different people that uh, it incorporates the style that we like. Because, I mean, there, I've seen so many people talk about this place and uh, so many bands had visited there and, and there were so many good reviews about it. Mm -hmm. And so that would be my ideal, ideal place and that in Paris. Mm hmm. Yeah, I can't wait. That means, y'all, we are going to South Africa. Some way or another, we are going. Um, let's see who, you know, the funny thing, I'm sorry, I didn't mean, I wanted to no, get go ahead. The funny thing is, and it's going to sound redundant, but ever since I've been a little child, a little boy, I've wanted to go to Africa. Uh, and I know that's, um, you know, something that Charlie said as well as, um, Andreas touched on, but I, I don't know, just, just getting back over there, especially now in my, my adult, uh, years, seeing their, uh, different music culture and their culture period. Mm -hmm. It's just very, very, you know, it's interesting to me. It's been interesting to me for a while. Uh, the different types of instruments. I mean, obviously I'm a music instructor, but I'm always learning. I always want to learn more, mm -hmm. especially when it comes down to music and some of our music history. And so uh, Africa's just, that, that's, that's been my number one uh, that I want to go. And I would take, uh, I would take my wife um, and, uh, and the whole band and, mm -hmm. and, and my brother's here and uh, go down there and go play, have a great time. So y'all, I mean, that we're batting three for three now. So we gotta make it happen. I actually want to do a, a tour of all of Africa, like starting in West Africa with Ghana, Nigeria, and then work our way down into South Africa and go over into Eritrea and then up into Egypt. Like, I would love to really, really do that. Hmm. Let's see. How about you, Jeff? Well, um, if there was any place I could go, um, I know that, uh, I, I know that somebody else here, Charlie has been to one of these before and I've never been to one, but the smooth jazz cruise. 
You know, I would love to do that eight. someday. I would take my wife. Um, yeah, because there's incredible talent, and it's a, it's a, it's got to be just a, a fantastic atmosphere. Yes. Uh, I, we, I've been in cruises before, and I, I loved cruises. For, <laughs> but uh, I think that would be like the best of both worlds for me. Yes. Uh, where would you want to sail to? Oh, I, um, the Caribbean would be nice. Yeah. Caribbean. Yeah. Okay. Um, I should have put you last cause that's gonna, I have a question for Mr. Charlie or all of y'all really. Um, and it was, yeah, I should have asked you last. How about, uh, Mr. Mocha? You muted. Sorry. I was mute challenged for a second. <laughs> Thank you, Charlie. I I've got that. So if I had to go anywhere and, you know, it sounds arrogant, but I've been all over everywhere already. You did say that. You yeah, what, five it, times you've been physically around the world. Yeah, it's yeah. you know, <laughs> thank you, thank you, Uncle Sucker, for making me travel around the world and getting shot at. But thank you for your um, service. <laughs> <laughs> um, I appreciate that. My my uh I think the place that I have not been is Dubai. And I think that a Dubai trip for the band would be uh well, one, it would be uh, a growing experience for the band in the regard that we would get <laughs> yes charlie we would get lots of lots of uh play because once we played once everybody and their mother would jump on the the 496 bandwagon and have have to have us booked at their particular establishment yes um that's just that's how dubai works as far as i understand look I'm working. Uh, yep. I am working, Mr. Charlie. I see you. I know you're eyeing me. <laughs> I don't know if y'all conspiring against me or not. Not but, yet. Um, I we heard love... some in the makers, but I don't know what happened. I know, y'all. I loved, loved Dubai. If anything, I will consider it in my head a second home just because there are so many good musicians there. And of course, that was where I was in another band and it grew my chops some more because y'all, they love like rock music. I didn't know nothing about singing rock music. You know, 496 West is a smooth jazz, you know, gospel type band. So to go from that to truly rock and roll, it was a stretch, but they do appreciate j live music. I mean, live music. They do appreciate jazz music and classical music and pretty much all musics all around the world. So I definitely think 496 West would do a wonderful job there. I'm working, y'all. I, as if you have been following Amps Connected podcast, you would know that I've been trying to put together a trip since last year to Dubai. So um, COVID, please again, sit down somewhere so I can get my people to Dubai. Right. Yeah, that would, be, that would be really cool. So when it does happen, for sure, at least on my end, like if I can get y'all in there today, for sure, for sure, I'm working, I'm working. Um, Kenny. Where are we going? Uh, pretty much everybody said them all, but uh, I've always wanted to go uh, to Montreal. Mm. Uh, that's where every everybody's been, you know. 
Um, I would love to go back to uh, Normandy, France. I mean, that was just such an experience. Um, Plan at that uh, particular venue, um, <laughs> it's a life-changing experience, and mm-hmm. and being with some of uh, some some of the people that I've grown up listening to, such as Roy Haynes and uh, John McLaughlin, that were there at that particular time. Um, I definitely want to go to uh, Cape Town, um, South Africa. I would love to go there and uh, Singapore. And I definitely will take my family. Hopefully my daughter will get to sing with us again. I would love to have the band play all over the world. That would be such a dream come true. You know, Kitty, I am jealous. I'm not envious, but I am jealous of the band, like your family. Um, your mom was the music director and she was like, you know, one of my favorite movies, the Clark sisters movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I love, I am so jealous of that type of relationship. Not to say like, I'm again, envious. I love my parents, but to have a family of musicians, my grandma, she's a singer, but we never lived in the same state. Um, but to have like your mom in the house with you practicing or making you practice until you got it right. Like, I wish I had something like that. So I think that's, that's pretty cool that you and your daughter get to share that. Mama, my, yeah, it's, it's pretty unique. Me and my daughter, it's funny sometimes. Sometimes we have conversations singing to each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it sounds so weird, but- That's cute. We, both love music so much that, mm-hmm. you know, that's the type of connection and relationship that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, there's plenty of videos um, of her on Facebook and on uh, uh, Instagram and stuff like that. And she's constantly singing and stuff like that. I mean, we, it's, it's, it's just a part of us. It's just in us. I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm slowly blooming out but she's the bold one she's the one that's going to carry it all so okay I'm hoping, I'm hoping that she'll be with us one day you know when we do make it on that big venue and playing around the world and stuff like that and I'm and I have to agree with uh Jeff cuz I I I really want to go on a cruise too uh I've never been on a cruise so okay how about this Since- what's that since we're all talking about it for the band then if you had the opportunity well i'm going to direct it to you mr charlie since you are the band director so i think it would it's only right if you got to direct a jazz cruise i guess let's go to the caribbean if you could put together a cruise i guess like the fantastic voyage that uh what's his name um tom join a morning show who puts yeah. together yeah the fantastic voyage so if you could put together a jazz cruise mr charlie of course 496 is on the boat what other bands would you have on the boat you know it's kind of interesting being on the smooth i went on the smooth jazz cruise about seven or eight times okay and, and the smooth jazz crews, they really don't hire bands. They hire 
musicians and they put together the the ship bands by musicians. That's interesting. They might have, I would say, 40 musicians. And they spend a week in California practicing. They they have a red band, a green band, and and a, a blue band. And they combine musicians, different musicians for those bands. Like you might have one with Kurt Whalum, George Duke, Jonathan Taylor, I mean, Marcus Miller, et cetera, and so on. So that would be one band. Mm -hmm. So they have multiple bands. So um, because there's so many shows, you know, they just don't have one band playing all those shows because you would have to learn probably 300 songs. And right. Even if you got the sheet music, you're not doing that because uh -huh. it's, you know, becomes a little bit mechanical. You know, they want to play more with feel. So mm -hmm. I would hire a bunch of musicians like Kurt Whalen, Reggie Page, uh, Jeff Gregory, and uh, Gerald Albright, and yeah. Tom Braxton, and Marcus Miller, and Nate Phillips, and um, all the drummers that we've seen that are on our stage. So I would hire a, a combination of people and then have the bands like they do on the smooth jazz crews and send everybody out to California or Lansing for a week to practice and then jump on a, bo a board. So I think that works out very well. Because when you when you're on a, a cruise for seven days, and that's what the smooth jazz cruise is, mm -hmm. and, you know, and you're playing, everybody's playing every night. You know, you're talking three, four hundred songs for different shows, and the shows start at noon, and they go to one a.m. in the morning. Oh wow! So you so you have to have a bunch of people. I mean, one of the shows that I went to on the smooth jazz cruise, they had Norman Brown on the on the show. They had uh, Joe Sample on the keys. They had Gerald Albright. They had George Benson and Marcus Miller. Oh, oh so wow. they couldn't afford any on, any good players on, <laughs> on, 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 on oh, the same stage, my. right? For for the one show. And and the amazing thing about it, one of the most popular shows on the Smooth Jazz Cruises is, is the gospel show. Mm. And on Sunday afternoon, they do a gospel show, and that's probably one of the most popular songs and they have like you know Kurt Whalum and all George Dukes and you know all the guys that go back and forth in terms of gospel but it's it's amazing but the weird thing about it is it's really hard to get on there as a musician I, I mean like, yeah it's almost like they got a core group and all the smooth jazz cruises are sold out a year a year and a half in advance so they're very reluctant to change their 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 format and their musicians. They do move probably six or seven musicians in and out and rotate them a little bit, but you know, it's really hard to get in. Mm -hmm. You know, every once in a while, I see last year they did have one group I, I saw and they they played in like one of the smaller lounges together. I said they brought in a bunch of guys that played together all the time. Mm -hmm. I think they were out of Detroit, but it's really difficult to get in, but if I had to arrange a, a smooth jazz cruise, that's what I would do. I would hire a bunch of musicians like they do and have three or four different bands to play in different venues during the day. Okay, that is smart. But that brings me to wonder, and I guess this will be one of two last questions for you, and this will be for the band. You know, I'm hearing you talk about these 
I mean, phenomenal musicians and they come together for one week to play. And it just makes me wonder what makes a good musician? Because this is, as you just said, your band isn't playing just individuals. So here in 496 West, you called out Reggie Page. So Reggie Page may be there, but Kenny may not be there. And so I wonder, I, I have an idea as a singer, I think I know or have an idea of what a good musician is, but this is a general question for the band. So anybody pipe up, in your opinion, what makes a good musician? I let the maestro speak because he's a music teacher, so he probably could. Well, my take on a good musician is uh, a musician that's versatile. So a good musician, because you have a lot of musicians that are that can do one thing really well, but maybe not another part of a music journey as well. So I think a really good musician would encompass uh, a musician that has a solid ear. And when I say ear, that means a musician that can hear quickly key signatures, be locked into the tempo of whatever the percussion is setting, locked in uh, and be able to kind of roll with the flow in, in, you know, for lack of better terms. Okay. And then you also have, you know, the side of music that is the reading side. I know Charlie alluded to this part of it earlier, but the musician that can sit in and get a chart right in front of them and be able to read. And we call that in, in, in a, our school setting, sight reading being able to sight read, see something immediately, analyze it quickly and be able to go with it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that comes out of ear training and that, you know, that, that other side of, uh, of developing your craft, that technical side. So I think in my personal vantage point, just looking at it, I believe, you know, an equal mix or a good balance of having both of those qualities um, would allow for, you know, really amazing musician. One that can improvise, hey, we're getting ready to play um, you know, fly me to the moon in A flat. Can you go? You know, mm -hmm. and, and it's like, okay, I may not have the sheet music. Do I know the song? Yes, I know the song, but can I play immediately in that key yeah. and almost make it sound like I didn't practice, mm -hmm. you know, for the most part. And then, hey, we got a chart in D flat major of fly me to the moon. Can you play that chart with the hits and the rhythms lining up exactly how it's written on the chart? And so that versatility, I think, makes for an awesome musician. Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah, I can appreciate that as well. Just even listening to you, Reggie, I, I know I need to go practice. I need to go do some scales, learn some more tunes, because it is something like to, like, and I think Mr. Tolley said it earlier, somebody said it, you know, going to rehearsal, I think it was Andreas actually, going to rehearsal, knowing your key, Mm -hmm. Or if I don't know the key, especially for me, I know how many times I've asked, please, Mr. Al, please change the key. I can't get that high, you know, but being able to take it down just a, a, a half step, you know, I can appreciate musicians who won't be like, well, um, I think I have to play this F sharp well, instead well, that, of a- That goes alongside of being prepared. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think Charlie said that, spoke on that. I know, I, I think Andreas as well. You know, I think a great musician also is prepared. When you have a chart that you need to know and you come to practice, the expectation is that you know it mm -hmm. so that we can rehearse mm -hmm. and not practice. You come to practice and you're saying, now, wait a minute, uh, what key are we in again? Or, or 
how does that go? Then you're spending more time practicing, which you could have done individually, mm-hmm. as opposed to rehearsing as a group and actually getting some real solid, you know, rehearsal time. And, you know, I tell my band students that all the time, you know, teaching music, you know, go home and practice your part, come back together so we can solidify it. Right. But if we, can, we can't solidify or go to that next step if you don't know what an A flat is or how to play that rhythm in measure nine. So absolutely agree with you. So. Yeah. Hey, Lexi. Yes. I just want to add to what Reggie was saying and, and, and Charlie as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they both hit everything on, on, they're on point on all the things, the keys that you, where you have to be at. It's important, like you said, uh, as a professional to be, to go to that next level, you have to know all your basics. What leads up to where you at now, as far as it being a professional mu- musician. I mean, and that's like, like you said, when you're playing like a drummer, like, like Kenny, if he's not there and you got somebody else to come and take his place, you got to have somebody that can solidify and be real solid that's in the pocket and playing exactly like you want the music to be. I mean, it can't be off the scale, can't be all, you know, like a, you, you'll find some drummers, they, like Reggie said there, some that can play, you know, all kind of dramatic stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's not what you're looking for. You're looking for a solid player that can play in the pocket and play exactly what you ask of them. Mm-hmm. Nothing, no more, no less. And that's what make a good musicians that can stay in the pocket and know the key that they're playing at and not playing mechanically, you know, play with the emotion or the feel, a deep passion that you love to do what you're doing and you're projecting that from your heart and your soul. That's what makes a good musician. So mm-hmm. there you go. You know, that, that, oh, Kenny, I didn't want to cut you off. Go ahead. Oh, oh it's, it's no problem. Uh, I was just going to add that, you know, just your basic, simple things in life, uh, who you are as a person, you know, uh, says a lot about you as a musician. Mm-hmm. If you have an ego, you're going to have to let that go because, right. I mean, there's a saying that you're only as good as your last gig. Mm-hmm. And saying so real is so true. So I encourage people, you know, if you have a bad attitude, get it in check, you know, because... I mean, there's some headhunters that is just as good and they got the attitude to match. Mm-hmm. And they're going to bring it. They're going to bring everything to the test. So that's all I want. I, I can appreciate that as well, Kenny. I don't know how many times I've worked with, I mean, great musicians, but attitude can stink. And it's like, whoa, I don't ever want to play with you ever again because I don't like this vibe. You know, we were talking about the synergy between the musicians. You know, you can be all dramatic and everything and perform the greatest of the greatest, but your attitude, nah, I'm good on that. Yeah, Yeah, it affects the chemistry. I mean, at the end of the day, when we perform, we're performing as a group together. Mm -hmm. And you want that chemistry to be at the highest level. Mm-hmm. And if we're not in sync with each other, or we have some type of, you know, ill intent or bad, you know, picture of our fellow musician, mm-hmm. I feel like that blocks that chemistry and that 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 synergy that we're able to produce. That in turn is going to be communication communicated to the audience. Yeah. So I, you know, another part I wanted to add with, along with what Kenny said is is, uh, you know, knowing. And it's going to sound different, but knowing your role in the, in the band too is very important. Right. 
you know, knowing where you're going as the musician and where you're, where you're at in that particular band. I think that's very important in being able to work off each other. Uh, a lot of musicians, um, egos get in the way sometimes. And, you know, I'm the man or no, I'm the man and you're the man or you, you know, and it's, it, and when you really think about it, it's not about the, <laughs> it's about the group, you know, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. See, Mr. BB's here. <laughs> we do connectors. We have another, yes, another bandmate, Mr. Daryl BB has joined us. Um, it's all right. It's all right. How about this? I have two questions for you. All right. Okay, this is going to be kind of different from what I asked the other people. Um, we'll ask your your bandmates. Mm. One question. I am a foodie. So if you can suggest to someone any meal from anywhere in the world, what meal would Ooh. you suggest? What's your favorite meal in the whole wide world? How about that? Ooh, that's hard right there. Cause no well, there. I, I'm, I'm a foodie too. So, uh, so you I just saw that steak and lobster you had. Uh-oh, yeah. Watch out. Since I got enough common sense and my wife's sitting right across the room, I'm going with steak and lobster made by my wife. Hey, shout out. <laughs> That's a great answer. Yeah, it was it was delicious though. It was incredible. Okay. All right, so tell Daryl, since you're here, um, tell Connectors, who are you, what instrument you play, and how long have you been with 496 West? Let me uh, start by telling Charlie I'm going to be on time when we come out of COVID. I'm going to hey. make it on time to the game. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Kurt Whalen told me to tell you you can't play with him if you ain't on time. Uh-oh, uh-oh. And the struggle is real. It's real. You just, something always happens. Um, so you so you asked uh, my role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I play uh, saxophone. Uh and and that's about all I can do. No singing, no keyboards. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> now, okay. Maybe y'all can help connectors understand. We have three sax players in the band. We have Reggie Page, James Miller. Uh, sorry, not Miller. Waller, excuse me, Mocha. How about that? And mm. Daryl Beebe. So... Okay, back to you, Mr. Daryl. What's the difference between the three of y'all? You know what? It's interesting you say that. I, I think um, just from the standpoint of playing, I, and I've said this before, I, I enjoy the fellowship and the brotherhood, and uh, we just have a good time. So I think we all appreciate each other. We all have very different styles. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we, we, you know, so, you know, once again, I just think we all have very different styles. And and I and really I see Reggie here. I mean, you know, it's just you know everybody kind of fits where they where they fit, and and we all play in our own language, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, like I said before, and and when when one person is up, you know, you you'll hear me say, "Play Reggie, <laughs> play Mocha." <laughs> so, and we all just cheering each other on and and, and pushing each other, and and Reggie's always trying. Hey, listen, because I, I can't remember. I can't remember all them horn lines, so Reggie, I I, I wouldn't make it when Reggie wouldn't give me the give me the music. <laughs> nah, go so on, so. Uh, give me the help. So yeah, it's it's a beautiful thing though. I, like I said, I I appreciate the fellowship, brotherhood, sisterhood that we have between the entire group, but specifically with the horns. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 
that that piece, you know, we we all have with with Jeff and with Mocha and everybody. So we really have a we have a great time and a great combination and a great bond. See their connectors, they not lying because Daryl just came in and echoed what we've been saying the whole yeah. episode, right? And yeah. um, oh, I'm sorry, did I cut you off? No, no, yeah, you, yeah, no. I, I'm, I'm glad. I, I'm glad we're all on one accord. I love it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I think if I could add something just real quick sure. for the horns, I think it just goes alongside of what we said a little bit before Dale came in. I mean, in order for us to play well. You know, we have to put egos aside because Daryl is a phenomenal musician in his own right. Mocha is a phenomenal musician in his own right. And so is Jeff. Yeah. So in order for us to be able to work together, then egos have to go out the door for the common goal of what we try to do for that performance. Mm -hmm. And I think with these guys, I, they're just a phenomenal. I've been playing with these guys for years and it's just a phenomenal experience because I know we're working together. We're like, oh man, cheering each other on. There's Daryl, oh man, he going out there, go ahead. He's going back, going down. Daryl's going back and going down. I'm like, man. <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite things is when uh, Reggie comes up with a, a real cool lick or something that we're playing in the background and we all blend and there's nothing better than a good blend. Yes. Uh, it's just fun. It is a powerful thing. Music already is a communication, but it is a powerful thing mm -hmm. when the background musicians are having so much fun trying to make the background the background <laughs> and letting the lead, uh, whomever's playing the lead, play the lead. And we're cheering them on to the point where, we're like, oh, oh, we don't want to be too loud. Let's, right? <laughs> let's lower it, you know, so that this guy can shine. There has been many times where all of us, I can't even say one specific, but all of us have contributed to making sure, not just playing your part, but making sure that the show is that good so that the person in the lead is getting a standing O because mm -hmm. we made sure that we pushed them to that, pushed that person to that level. And that for, and I'm speaking for everybody because I can say this honestly, and I know that made that makes for an incredible show and it also makes for an incredible performance for that particular number i can't say more on how the camaraderie goes justin and reggie and i trying to make up dance steps and forcing jeff to do them <laughs> which is the best thing ever because you guys don't know this but cruel. jeff Jeff is actually the leader of the dance steps and he tells Reggie and I what to do, but then he doesn't oh. do them. So that's, it's okay. We, we feel yeah, you're, just, you're cruel. It's cruel. <laughs> oh, it's a beautiful thing. See, this is what I mean. Like such good chemistry. We have, we've been laughing this entire time and I know, I think I misspoke. Um, you actually have, for sax players. Like just being able to play with so many people, you have to have good energy. So for sure, all egos have to be removed. And I'll even say like, I, it was a learning experience for myself because I had never been in a, in a band with another singer. And I always would take the backstage like, no, I hype you up. I don't want to be, you know, on stage. But what I really appreciated about 496 West, 
everyone had their own pocket. Like I wasn't Zakia, you know, I wasn't trying to overtake Zakia. If Kennedy were playing, you know, at the time, Kenny, I wouldn't, you know, if anything, I'll be pushing her. So um, I, that's something that I can attest to as well, that the band is just all love, all support. Um, and I guess for my last question, then this is for everybody. What makes a good band? I know that you may think that that's the same question, what makes a good musician, but what makes a good band? Um, I, think, I think Charlie has done a, an amazing job of finding uh, a, a diverse group of talented musicians that, that not only complement each other, um, but just, uh, Everybody seems to, to know their place. And it's just an extremely humble group of really talented people mm -hmm. that he's put together. So hats off to Charlie for doing that. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just that um, it's always it's always fun being around this group. It's always fun. Darryl, Darryl what do you think? You get yeah, your well, own group, yeah, too. I, I, would, I was going to respond to that. Yeah, experiences. I think, though, what did you say? <laughs> You got your own group, so you got two different experiences, you know. Yeah, no, but I think you know um, the 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 true appreciation for good musicianship, you know. So, like while while other people are playing, you're appreciating, you know, what they're doing while the rhythm section is laying it down. I mean, it's you know you've got a runway, you know, if you're doing like you were talking about doing the lines, if you're doing a solo, the runway the runway is clear, so. Once again, I think it comes back just to a appreciation and brotherhood. And like you said, though, I mean, if we all saw the story about uh, James Brown and his band, they were falling out and you're getting $50, you're late, <laughs> you know. Um, um, but but even still, it, it, you still, whether you've got great uh, relationships or not, we, 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 what we have to do is come to an agreement on the music mm -hmm. and, and, and execute. So I would definitely say the execution of the music as well as the appreciation. I, I think once again, when we talk about what we learned, like I, I've learned so much from Reg, Reggie in terms of phrasing, the yeah. mocha in terms of phrasing and timing, um, you know, so we, we learn from each other. And same thing with Jeff, like Jeff will hit a note, then he's gonna, he's gonna give it that space. So, you know, once again, I think we're always learning from each other, you know, and maybe I've done some things that they, they picked up as well, you know, so, once again, it's almost like a band has to be like a family. And if you're not like a family, like any other band, it's going to fall apart. Mm -hmm. I can agree. It's a great contribution to, uh, and, and piggybacking on, on, on Daryl, there, there's many licks that Daryl play. Reggie and I both will sit back and go, we've taken that lick. That lick is going to another show. Daryl don't know it right now, but this lick is coming with me. And, and <laughs> you, you know, got that. yeah, they, hey, hey, Reggie, you get that one? Yeah, I got that one. Okay, good. Make sure I get the notes right. For that one. right there. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's a contribution that everybody consciously makes that gives it a, a good overall quality and everybody in the band everybody in the band is always listening to everybody in the band mm -hmm. there is not one moment that we are all on stage we're like oh did you hear ap on that lick oh man wait did you hear reggie on that lick oh man mm -hmm. and then later we're like dude you killed that 
and not saying it just because you know they yes sure they did a good job but the the appreciation for their musicianship and appreciation for them saying how or you saying to them how good that was and how you appreciate it that it, it's that rhetorical it's it's back and forth and it it like like uh bb said there, there's there's nothing like a solid music family you you can leave and I, i'll say this and i'll say it for everybody we can leave the stage smiling literally our sides hurting mm -hmm. from laughing at the antics of myself i'll, I'll be you know I'm, I'm fine with that but in the application that we had such a good time. Yeah. I mean, you know, we play the gig for money only. That's, that's the reason that Charlie hired us. We only play for money. Really? Because <laughs> the money's so good. Yeah, really? <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, you know, you, you do things that you'd like to the do. COVID cut. Yeah. <laughs> here he goes. Here, here comes the COVID cut. I'm, I'm making sure the COVID prices are in there. Now, me and, Andreas, me and Andreas have a thing about the music is going to be so funky. And so I, I, Andreas would say, I smell some neck bones and some greens. Oh, <laughs> Damn, hawk, cornbread. <laughs> gotta have, gotta have the greens and fat back. Gotta have it in there, bro. <laughs> gotta have it. Yeah, gotta have that smoke, that smoke neck bone in them greens, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. you I mean, know, Andres. Andres will make up some lyrics now. That's what you call yeah. cre creativity. Hello? Yeah. The he's, flow with he's, the flow. He's, he's made up some lyrics that we all looked at each other one time and was like, that's in the song? I didn't know. I didn't know, hey, girl, get your greens and fat back out was in the mix. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that was wow. in the uh, oh, yeah. one, Hey, don't forget, on the one, hit me. On the one. Oh, on the one sure. is on the five. And we all look at Andreas like, what one is he talking about? Yeah, that, 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 uh, that nearest house of uh, five, six, seven, or was it? Yeah, five? yeah, exactly. <laughs> five, six, what? Five, six, oh, seven, I mean, I, I want to add something just real quick. Uh, I think experience um, plays a factor in a, in, a, in a solid band as well. Mm -hmm. I love playing with, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring up uh, Kenny, for example. And, and I feel like when I'm getting ready to move and my, my musical nuances or whatever, he's right there. When I'm ready for the music to, to get louder and we're in the forte, he's right there. He's moving with me. When I'm ready to just yeah, hit a note and then I back away, he's he's back on the rim shot. You know, he's he's right there with me. And I'm not speaking just to Kenny, it's the whole band. But I'm saying in particular, you know, we feed off each other. And because we have that experience, right. it allows for us to be free. So when Daryl's up front, or Mocha, whoever's taking the solo, we feel comfortable by the support that we have. Like, I think uh, I think uh, Mocha said this, when we're supporting that person out there, we're wanting, our, we're doing our very best job to make, to push them from what we're doing in the quote unquote background to make that music speak so that when he speaks, it's that much better. And I just, I just feel like being able to have that experience and, you know, Andreas knows me. He knows how I'm going to pretty much play. Kenny knows me. Daryl, you know, being able to have that experience, I think, is humongous when you get out there and have confidence to do what you try to do as a group. One thing I can say, I, I really thank you guys because you guys push me to an edge that is just way out there. Um, 
I'm I'll be the first to say I cannot stand solos for for myself for myself. I love to hear you guys play. Y'all could take it all, but but I'm glad that y'all put me out of my comfort zone and made me come out of my shell and move forward. And that's what I love about this great melting pot that we had. You know, this chemistry, this love for one one another and the love for for the music in itself, you know. I I just could hope for more things to come. I mean, and especially more albums and stuff like that. So, mm. yeah. Big shout out to you guys. In love. When we're in Dubai, when we're in Dubai because Lexi has set it up <clears throat> that uh uh yes, it's the coming. album release. <laughs> hey, I I have to say this too, Reggie, um because you mentioned it for for Kenny. Uh I labeled him Dr. Pockets because that cat is no joke and we're, we're, we're saying this in front of Lexi on, on her platform because it is just that serious. The, the, the guy has huge ears. I mean, mm-hmm. when, like you said, Reggie, when it's time to be quiet, he's quiet. But the mm-hmm. accents are there. Mm-hmm. When it's time to be up and running, you can look back at him. You know that he's, got, he's paying attention to what's going on around him. The horn lines that kick in. Kenneth, Kenny is just like right there with the horn. I mean, it's 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 so much fun. <laughs> it, it's so much fun, and that's why when when it comes to um, the business side, the money of it. Okay, yeah, we need some money so that we can be compensated for driving all the way to East Jablit or wherever that is. But we have such a good time as a group that we enjoy being together. And with Daryl, Daryl and I met each other on on a gig somewhere. I can't remember. And it fell right into place. It's like Daryl had been playing there and I've known him for years. And he's like, dude, that was, I was like, dude, <laughs> wow. You know, it, it, it fell together so, so freely that it was, it was almost kind of scary. Like, wait, was this guy stalking me? What's my Facebook say? You know, I mean, it, it, it it's so, so comforting and it's such a, a residence comfort that you can almost fall back on the laurels of the band. You know, I can make mistakes. Some I can make mistakes and come out and play and know that the band has got the back of me to the point where the front, the audience was like, that was the best. Ooh, sexual chocolate. That was good. And, and you're like, that was good. Oh, right. Okay. But that's how, that's how much, you know, that's the credit to their musicianship and to what they do to make the show that much better. Yeah. Yeah. Right, Jeff Greg? Absolutely a pleasure. Yeah, I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Uh-oh. 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 He was playing in that South African key. I'm looking around. I'm guessing it's an inside band joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So I know we got to get out of here, y'all, because I do have to study some more. But Mr. Charlie, for anyone who is interested in forming a band, what advice would you give to them? Uh, find some good people, mm. some good musicians. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
if you want to do the big shows, you got to have some product out there because you just can't go in and say, tell Alexander, well, I got a good man because mm-hmm. he wants to hear it before he'll, he'll hire you. And the difficult thing about it now is, you know, the, uh, the live venues, you know, they don't pay very much money anymore and they're few and far between. So when the uh, opportunities come up, you got to be ready, you got to be prepared and be professional about everything. You know, you can't, you know, you can't be late, mm-hmm. you can't show up and not know your, your music. Um, you can't make the promoters or people hiring you uh, mad, you know, and you can't go around asking for things that uh, you really don't deserve. The other thing is, you know, when you go to a, a venue or a festival, you don't bring a hundred people <laughs> with you because that's not what they're, they're expecting. And I've seen that at some shows where bands had 10, 15 people standing around the stage and they don't come back the next year. So you just get, you right. just got to understand that, you know, the business aspect of the mm-hmm. music, you know, cause you know, I see both sides from the performing side and the business side. Mm-hmm. And the business side can get quite complicated, especially if you're doing big, big time shows. And I think one of the reasons that probably the, uh, number one producer for the music that we do in the state of Michigan is Alexander. And the, one of the reasons he hires us because he knows that we do a good show, mm-hmm. we're professional, we'll be on time, and we do what is expected of us. Mm-hmm. But if you got people who are not in that mode, then you're not gonna be successful. And there's a lot of great musicians out there, but they're unprofessional, they're not on time, they don't know the music when they come to practice. Mm-hmm. Therefore, they won't last long and your group won't last long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you got to have good people in your band that get along with each other. Well, there you have it. I, I mean, I haven't put together a band as great as 496 West. So if you are interested, I would take heed to Mr. Charlie's advice. So Mr. Charlie or Miss Laverne is on the line. Um, Please tell us where we can see y'all next. I know COVID got us in the house, but if you have a website, you do have a new single out. So if you can tell us all where we can see you on your social medias, please tell us where we can connect with you. Well, we have a website, bmrwpromotions.com, 496west.com. We also have our face page, all our CDs and all our music are available on all the digital outlets. In addition, I have a smooth jazz radio program every Friday, 6 to 9 p.m. And I play at least three or four of our songs every show that I have. Yes. And provide exposure for artists that you don't hear on XM radio because there's a lot of great bands, a lot of great musicians out there that don't have the opportunity to get on that terrestrial uh, radio because part of it's payola. You got to have a radio promoter right. who pays the music directors, et cetera, and so on. Mm-hmm. So um, you can hear us on, on the radio program too. So and if what's, you haven't- And what's the website for the radio? Uh, sandboxradio.com. Okay. Every Friday from uh, 6 to 9 p.m. I'm on. All right. Yeah. And that, yes, and I, I have tuned in and Mr. Yeah. Charlie got some great, great jazz jam. So tune <laughs> in and connectors. 
you know where to connect with me on my website, www.ampsconnected.com, or you can email me if you have a question for myself, for future guest artists, or maybe even these artists here, info.ampsconnected at gmail.com, or hit me up on Insta at ampsconnected. 496 West, I miss y'all so much. Thank y'all all for coming today. I know we're missing some other bandmates, but thank y'all, thank y'all for connecting with me here on Amps Connected Podcast. Connectors, you know what to do. Until next time, stay connected. Mm-hmm.